shining a light on podcasts and videos that have caught our attention. The Spotlight with Jen Spiker. Weekdays on Vision and on demand in the free Vision Christian Media app. This podcast is made available by Vision Christian Media. Thanks to the generosity of our supporters. Your donation today means great podcasts like this remain available to help people look to God daily. Please make your donation to Visionathon today at vision.org.au. Welcome to Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Youssef. Forgiveness is one of the greatest challenges to any relationship. Think about it. No matter how close you are to someone, it's hard to completely release the hurt you've experienced when someone hurts you. Today, see how forgiveness is one of the secrets of positive living. One of the life-changing attitudes and actions Paul taught about in 2 Corinthians. Listen as Dr. Yusuf begins. In all my years in ministry, I have never met anybody who did not understand that receiving and giving forgiveness is one of the major tenets of the Christian faith. I've just never met anybody who said to me, forgiveness? Now, what is that? Never met that kind of person. But I met scores of people who have said to me, I know that Jesus forgave my sins when I repented, but I'm having a hard time accepting this. I have met scores of people who have said to me, I know I'm supposed to forgive this person because Jesus forgave me, but I'm having a hard time forgiving that person. Now, I've met lots of people with that problem. So the problem is not understanding intellectually or believing the importance of forgiveness. No, 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 no. The problem is how to accept and receive forgiveness. And today I'm going to see, we're going to see how forgiveness is the third secret for positive living. We have begun a series of messages entitled, The 15 Secrets for Positive Living. Not positive thinking, but positive living is what God developed in you and within you. And we're looking at these secrets of positive living from the life of the Apostle Paul. We saw the very first secret for positive living is that grasping and practicing day in and day out the inflow-outflow equation. Then we saw the second secret for positive living, according to the Apostle Paul, is clinging daily on the deposit, that precious deposit. And that deposit is not a percentage of the sum, but the whole sum. And here today, we're going to look at the third in the list of 15 secrets for positive living, and it's to do with forgiveness. And all of these Secrets, all those 15 things that we see in the Scripture, they all come from 2 Corinthians. So please turn in your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 2, beginning at verse 5. In the beginning of that passage, the Apostle Paul gives us seven vitally important reasons. And then he goes on to give us the most exciting visual image, probably for me, in the whole Bible. <laughs> of how we can practice forgiveness. I can't wait to get to it. So I want you to look at reason number one. I want you to look at verse five. Forgiveness empowers us to defeat pride. That's reason number one. Beloved, listen to me. One of the main reasons we refuse to forgive someone is pride. 
Because pride makes us nourish our self-pity. Pride always wants us to retaliate. Pride always wants us to hit back. And the Apostle Paul said, I refuse to do that. So what is the problem? What is the problem that Paul talking about in forgiveness here? Well, one of the members of the church in Corinth assaulted the Apostle Paul, most likely verbal assault, not physical assault. This person assaulted Paul publicly and said whatever he said about him. And then he repented. And Paul said, that's enough for me. The man repented. I forgive him. <laughs> but then there were some people in the church in Corinth whom I call Paul's groupies. And uh, Paul groupies said, you can't forgive him so quickly like that. <laughs> he has not suffered enough. He has not groveled enough. He's got to eat some more dirt first. And Paul said, don't do that. I am neither bitter nor angry. I am neither bitter nor resentful. I have forgiven him. If the person's repent, he is completely forgiven as far as I'm concerned. Now listen to me, beloved friends. Positive living has no room for holding onto past hurts or holding on to past offenses or holding on to past sins or holding on to past strife. And that is why the Apostle Paul here in verse 5 said, I will not, I refuse to carry bitterness. I refuse to let bitterness steal my joy. I refuse to let bitterness render me ineffective for the work of the Lord. So, Reason number one, defeating pride. Secondly, reason number two, the reason for forgiveness is showing mercy. Look at verse 6. The punishment that was inflicted upon the offender, as far as Paul was concerned, is enough. It was enough. In other words, he's saying, don't go after the pound of flesh. Show mercy. God show mercy toward you. You show mercy toward that person. Third reason for forgiving a repentant person is the restoration of joy. Look at verse 7. Paul is telling the Corinthians that to refuse to forgive a repentant person is a sin that will steal your joy. To refuse to forgive a repentant person is a sin for it causes that person to keep on wallowing in his sin, to keep on drowning in his sin. But God's purpose for forgiveness is joy to for everybody, the forgiver and the forgiven. Reason number four, Paul said, regaining love. Verse 8, at its very core, unforgiveness is lack of love. It's just that simple. An unloving person is an unforgiving person. A loving person is a forgiving person. I want you to hear me right on this one. Without real and genuine love, a home can be torn apart. A friendship can be destroyed. A working relationship can be unbearable. A church can be fragmented. And Paul said, I refuse to live this kind of negative torment. Reason number five, he said, because forgiveness is a test of obedience. Look at verse nine. It's a test of obedience because God commands us to forgive a repentant person. Therefore, to withhold forgiveness 
from a repentant person is an act of disobedience to God. Listen carefully, please. That does not mean that God winks at sin. No, 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 no. But once sin is confessed, once sin is repented of, forgiveness must follow, or else you are putting yourself above God. Reason number six, maintaining unity. Look at verse 10. Unforgiveness hinders that unity. And lack of unity is going to make you to miss out on the blessings that God can only give you when there is unity. And this unity can be a unity between husband and wife. This unity can be a unity between believers. And that is why, in fact, in 1 Peter chapter 3, Peter there talking about this unity between the husband and wife, and then he goes on to say, lest your prayers be hindered. What does it mean? That there are certain answers to prayer that you're waiting for, but God is waiting for you to develop a unity in your home. Reason number seven, to thwart Satan. And you find that in verse 11, 2 Corinthians 2, 11. I don't need to tell you, I don't need to remind you even, that Satan's plan for those who love the Lord is very different from the plan that God has for his children. It's very different. He has a very different agenda for the individual Christian, for the Christian home, for the Christian church, for any community that is operating in the name of Christ. God wants his children to be humble. He wants them to be merciful. He wants them to be joyful. He wants them to be loving. He wants them to be obedient. Satan's agenda is the exact opposite. He wants the children of God to be cantankerous all the time. <laughs> he wants them angry. He wants them merciless. He wants them to be disobedient people. And when you and I refuse to forgive a repentant person, we are literally playing into Satan's hands. That's what Paul is saying here. To refuse forgiveness, to withhold forgiveness, is literally helping Satan. Helping him to do what? Helping him to devastate the individual Christian. Helping him to destroy a Christian home. Helping him to destroy a relationship. Helping him to destroy a church. An unforgiving spirit plays right into Satan's hand. And Satan does not want to have you be blessed. I don't want you to miss that. Paul goes immediately without even taking a breath. After he said what he said about forgiveness, literally, he couldn't even take a breath. And then he shouts, but thanks be to God who always leads us in a triumphal procession in Christ and through us spreads everywhere the fragrance of the knowledge of him. For we are to God the aroma of Christ among those who are being saved and those who are perishing. Amen. And what Paul has in mind here in those two verses, three verses, is the Roman triumphal procession. As you know, Rome conquered the world and developed this big empire. 
But every time one of their generals goes to a certain area of the world, and he conquers that area of the world, then he comes back to the city of Rome, he's always given a triumphal procession. And the vast crowd would be cheering. The conquering soldiers would be saying, La triumphe, la triumphe. The triumph, the triumph. And the crowd would be cheering them on and cheering them on. This is the picture that the Apostle Paul has in mind when he comes in those verses and he yells out, he said, but thanks be to God who is always, always, always leading us in this triumphal procession. He visualizes the victorious Lord Jesus Christ marching in an unstoppable triumphal procession throughout the world. And right behind him are all the faithful Christian soldiers, those who have fought the spiritual battles against sin and Satan, those who have triumphant and triumphantly marching behind their commander-in-chief. And Paul is saying, here is this, when you visualize that every moment of every day, when you visualize that in every waking moment in the life of every believer that you are in a procession, in a triumphal procession, when you visualize that you are marching behind your commander-in-chief, when you visualize that you are victorious over sin and Satan, day in and day out, you will find it easy to forgive a repentant person who asks you for his or her forgiveness a person whom I have hated you, a person whom I have hurt you, when you visualize this, you're going to find it easy to experience positive living. It means that when you get up in the morning and you're feeling lousy and gunky, <laughs> you have to say to yourself today, I am in a triumphal procession behind my victorious General Jesus. When sickness and disease threaten to undo you and get you down, you have to say to yourself, I am in a triumphal procession marching behind my victorious General Jesus. When you face problems that threaten to crush you, you have to say to yourself, I am today marching in a victorious procession behind my victorious General Jesus. When difficult people and difficult problems and difficult circumstances seem to stick to you, you have to say to yourself, I am marching in a procession, victorious procession, behind my victorious General Jesus. You, when darkness seems to be engulfing you, when you feel that you are facing bleak future, when fear grips your heart, when guilt threatens to crush you, Shout with the Apostle Paul and say, but thanks be to God, for He always, always leads us in a triumphal procession. Amen. And so, who and what are these spoils that are carried in that procession? Listen to me very carefully. They are the ones whom you and you and you and you have helped to rescue from hell to heaven, 
from death to life, from darkness to light. That's who they are. What about the sweet aroma? That's the result of you forgiving a repentant sinner, a repentant person who hurt you. That's this beautiful smell that comes into the nostrils of God. That is the fruit of showing others that is only one way to heaven, is only one way to God, is only one way to spend eternity in heaven, and that is through Jesus Christ and Jesus alone. What about the stench of death? I wept when I was alone, and I'm weeping right now, every time. I thought about the stench of death. They are the ones who refused again and again to believe that Jesus is the only way to heaven. Just as these captured enemies, generals and princes and leaders are marching in the same parade, but they are marching to the certain death, so are those who refuse to believe are marching too. Those who refuse to repent and receive forgiveness from the hand of the Lord Jesus Christ. Those who have refused to repent and humble themselves before Christ. Those who have thought that all religions are the same. Those who said that all the ways will lead to God. They will be marching too, but into certain eternal death. The stench of death. They'll be marching, but into eternal torment. Those who have misled people and told them that there is salvation apart from Jesus Christ, those who have watered down the gospel, those who have whittled away the gospel, those who preached false gospels, they are all marching too, but only to their eternal death. And that is why they are the stench of death. They refuse to hear us. They refuse to respond. Oh, so many of them may look beautiful. So many of them may be dressed in very expensive clothes. Oh, so many of them are going to be loved and adored by their fans. So many of them are rich and famous. So many of them The world speaks well of them. Oh, yes. But not to God, my beloved friends. Not to God. To God, they stink. Because they're heading for eternal destruction. You know, when you begin reading this passage, you begin with verse 5. You cannot help but notice that Paul was discouraged. He really was. You read it in his tone of voice. He began with discouragement. He's feeling the sin and the pain of others, and and he really was discouraged. But then he begins with discouragement over the believers who refuse to forgive. But as soon as he focuses on the privilege instead of the problem, he immediately, as if he's pulled by his bootstraps all the way to heaven, and he said, but thanks be to God. 
who is always leading us in a triumphal procession. Now, I don't know about you. Listen to me. I'm getting ready to close. This is the most important part of the message because that's when the Holy Spirit speaking to each one of you and speaking to all of us. I don't know about you. I don't know where you are. In fact, you're the only one who know where you are. But I can tell you this, wherever you are, whatever is weighing you down today, whatever's stopping you from living the positive life today, you can begin to visualize that you are in a triumphal procession. Every moment of every hour and every hour of every day and every day of every week and every week of every month and every month of every year, you are in a triumphal procession. Visualize that. Thanks for joining friends around the world for Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Youssef. Would you like to talk with someone further about forgiveness in your life? Begin a conversation with a Leading the Way pastoral team member when you visit ltw.org Jesus. That's ltw.org Jesus. Now, sitting behind this microphone is such a blessing. I recently read some prayer requests that came to the Leading the Way offices and wanted to share them with you so you can pray along with us. It's humbling to see how Leading the Way has become a go-to for so many hurting people. Muhammad asks for prayer as he was beaten and harassed by his wife's family after they learned about his newfound Christianity. In addition, he lost his job when co-workers found out about his salvation. Amin asks for you to pray for him to be able to worship freely. He's looking at traveling abroad because he longs for fellowship of Christians and to escape persecution. Will you join the team in praying for these and many other precious listeners who share their struggles with the Leading the Way team? Here's how to get in touch and learn more about Leading the Way's global impact. 1-300-133-589. That's 1-300-133-589. Or online when you visit ltw.org. That's ltw.org. And Dr. Yusuf loves receiving letters from you too, so you can write to Leading the Way, P.O. Box 1900, Penrith, New South Wales, 2751. Leading the Way, P.O. Box 1900, Penrith, New South Wales, 2751. As we bring today's episode of Leading the Way to a close, allow me to invite you also to watch Leading the Way television. Each week, dig into the truth of God's Word and be challenged to love and serve the Savior. Leading the Way television is available in most areas on TBN, Daystar, God TV, 9, 7, SCA, and more. Visit ltw.org for details. Once again, that's ltw.org. This program is furnished by Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Youssef, passionately proclaiming uncompromising truth. for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.